Welcome to Elevated Life, Wisdom That Transforms podcast with your host, Cheryl Roseborough, visionary with self-esteem elevated. Hey everyone, it's Cheryl Roseborough here, your host for Elevated Life, Wisdom That Transforms podcast. I want to welcome you back this week. But as I welcome you back, I need to ask you a question. How are you really holding up in the middle of this pandemic? COVID-19 has had us all on lockdown for a little over six months now, and it has been tough for some and wonderful for others. I am right there with each of you when I hear you say I am ready to get back to really enjoying life outside of my home with my family and my friends and serving my community, which is really huge for me. My prayer is that each of us gets to experience some form of normalcy before the end of this year. And really, truthfully, I really want it to happen really soon. But in the meantime, please know that our entire team at Sea is praying for everyone around the globe, and that includes you. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. So my prayer is that God is hearing us and that we experience some sort of normalcy soon. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to challenge each of you in this season to make sure that you're in a posture to hear God's voice because God is definitely speaking. As Samuel was directed by Eli the prophet in 1 Samuel chapter 3, to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I'm asking that you do the same and get in God's presence and do as Samuel did and make the request, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Because it's real important that we're in tune to God's voice to move as we are led in this season. You don't want to step ahead of God or move too slow and you miss what God has for you. I've done that before. You want to be in the right rhythm and right alignment with God because it is crucial for the development of where God is taking you to your next. So what are we talking about this week? We're continuing our series on transformational leadership. This week, we are talking about authenticity that sparks trust from both the leader and the follower. I shared with you last week those five powerful examples of transformational leaders that we can all learn from. Not one of those leaders that I shared with you were perfect, but you saw heart and passion to serve the people the right way. I gave you the positive attributes, the inspiration, and how they motivated those within their sphere of influence. This week, as we delve deeper into transformational leadership, I want to share with you how to create an environment that allows the leaders to lead with heart and the followers who all need looking for some great example of that today. When this entire pandemic started, I have to say, and I think I've stated this before, that I seriously breathe a breath of fresh air. And I know that was not the case for some. So don't you dare hold it against me where I am. And I promise not to hold it against you where you are. But as for myself, it has given me a minute to think and to breathe. Something that I so desperately needed, my entire life slowed down, and that has been the lifeline needed to accomplish what God has needed from me for quite some time. It has also been teaching me how to lead differently. As I stated in the first episode in this series, every leader is learning how to lead effectively in these uncertain times. Moses showed us God's way. Jesus showed us God's way. Now it's up to us as leaders to do it God's way as we have been directed. 
I had so much on my plate prior to COVID. I was really unsure how my team and I would complete all that needed to be done because I still had to complete my final semester of graduate school with two internship locations and complete two major writing projects. Now, I can't leave off work, ministry, and family. Talk about being overwhelmed. It was written all over my countenance. What I can smile about is that I can see God was already in the details. From day one, I had to readjust quickly, but as I sat down at my desk staring out the window for the first time, I heard God clearly say, I am speaking. Are you listening? My team is very small, and so we already worked from home, but what was different was that I had more time to be strategic about everything that I was doing. My biggest struggle was prioritization because everything in my mind was a priority. But I had to be vulnerable with my team and trust they would understand that I had quite a bit going on and work with me through the process. I'm one of those people who is task list oriented. Imagine trying to navigate through that list and everything is a priority. What helped me is that I sat down with some really good leaders who helped me decide what took precedence. That was my business coach and my therapist. Yes, I said therapist because everyone needs a really good therapist and my spiritual director. As I'm walking through this season, I'm grateful that I'm surrounded by people with different personalities that get me. At least most of the time they get me. As leaders, we are all seeking the best way to navigate this interesting season that we really truly have no clue how long it will last, even though we're praying it in soon. Leading people differently is really tough too in this time. I'm very grateful for my team knowing when something can be pushed back and when it is a real priority and when we need to push through to get things done. I shared on the last episode, Bass coined the phrase transformational leadership. We have watched for centuries this type of leadership unfold organically. Bass says they are the ones that inspire, motivate, influence, and provide intellectual stimulation as any good leader should. They create diverse work environments and support where people are sincerely respected for their gifts. They are the organizational change agents. With this leader, definitely organizational change happens. And I have to say this for me, it's because I really truly got in tune with the Holy Spirit and listened to God and know how to move and know how to lead. That is crucial for me. I believe what makes it easy to follow this type of leader is also that they have really big hearts. This type of leader knows how to be transparent and when to be vulnerable, most times good listeners, and been encouraged over time to perfect that. Again, not perfect, but perfect who God has called them to be. The Apostle Paul is a great example of this leader that was true and authentic that we see in his undisputed letters from Romans to Galatians to Philippians. We see that in Philippians 3.2, he says this, Not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have to take hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Jesus Christ. You see, Paul's authenticity and just imagine the trust that came from him being vulnerable. But what is authenticity? It is one's genuineness, one's credibility, reliability, faithfulness, and authoritativeness. 
Now, let me stop with that word authoritativeness. I found it odd that was a word used with authenticity. But as I looked up the definition, it made sense. It is defined as being able to be trusted as being accurate and reliable. It is also commanding and self-confident, likely to be respected and obeyed. Okay, pause here for a moment. Let's talk about this word obey. Obey is a very powerful word that has had some negative connotation associated with it today. But the word obey means to carry out or comply with the command, direction, or request of a person or a law, submit to the authority of. Because we live in a society that doesn't believe as much today that one must listen to the voice of God, let alone obey, this is where the God complex is coming in for people. I have to say, all of us at some point in time deal with that. But if we are led by the Spirit, that gentle nudge by God brings us right back into proper alignment. The word and idea of obedience has existed since God created the heavens and the earth. From Genesis chapter 2, we are seeing and living out the consequences of the act of disobedience from Adam and Eve. I'm certain that as we all sit around in heaven collectively, we are all going to have a nice little chat with both of them. But let's look at Noah as it pertains to obedience and a leader. This is a story of obedience that we all know very well. How many of us can say that we really obey God to the magnitude that Noah did? His level of obedience from building the ark to exact specifications and then moving diligently through the instructions that God had given him after the completion of the ark. It is what allowed God to remember him at the end of those days of rain. God's promise was fulfilled based on Noah's commitment to heed the instructions and perform it accordingly. Just read Genesis chapter 6 through 8 for proper context. And if you don't know the story, you'll get it all there. But just imagine if Noah had not been obedient to the voice of God, what would have happened? Would any of us be here today? See, Noah's act protected us. And Noah's act protected and saved the earth from complete destruction. I would call that a true servant leader, wouldn't you? He listened and followed. There we go, obeyed. And he was a man after God's own heart. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, Obedience is better than sacrifice. Every single authentic transformational leader has had to learn how to obey before they can lead anyone, and that definitely includes myself. Yes, you have to be a servant before you can become a leader. What's powerful about authentic transformational leaders is that they have a moral compass. They know which direction is right, wrong. That's that discernment piece that we talked about last week. That's where this comes in. They have compassion for people and purposes, and they definitely have a spirit of discernment and for some perfect discernment. But how does trust play a part in all of this? Words synonymous with trust are confident, belief, faith, freed from suspicion and doubt, certainty, and conviction. The one word that stood out to me was conviction. When one walks with the spirit of conviction, it is coupled with discernment. You think before you move, speak, or act. That is how transformational leaders truly walk in the space of authenticity. They are risk takers on their followers and they watch their character and see how they grow organically and environmentally. I shared the story in the last episode in Genesis chapter one, how Abraham planted a tree and had a well that was provided by Chemabimelech for the people. Now, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob dug more wells over time. That as anyone visits the Holy Land, those wells are still there today. 
As a matter of fact, I drank from one of those wells when I was in Israel in January of this year. As you read the narrative in Genesis chapter 21, you can see that there was a risk taken by one king Abimelech and one great man, Abraham, that empowered Abraham to be the leader that we are all descendants of. There was trust on both parts that they were being authentic in their decision-making process. When a follower trusts the leader, even if there's some apprehension or concern on either part, they allow them to lead them out of comfortable places and walk in purpose. It's natural for fear to creep in, but the follower knows the leader believes in them, and the leader knows the follower believes in them. Over the years, I have been one to nudge people out of their comfort zones. That has always been me, and it will always be me. When I see the gifts and talents that one has been given, that is laying dormant, my role as a leader is to help them see it and walk into that purpose. I am one to hold your hand through the process, encourage you, P-R-A-Y for you, not P-R-E-Y on you. One thing for certain, I am led by the Holy Spirit and not by my flesh and ego. Not saying that I may have any moment every now and then, but I get back in alignment and I stand back and I let the Holy Spirit do its amazing job too when it needs to. Trust is built when one is being authentic. But how is trust built when individuals are authentic? Let's look at Jesus as an authentic transformational leader. Jesus invested in his team. We can see a specific trait that was significant to their growth. We see in each narrative in the Gospels how Jesus moved as a leader. Even if they did it afraid, they did it, and that required trust. It is a known fact that Jesus' disciples had teachable spirits, even the one that betrayed him. When one has a teachable spirit, any transformational leader is willing to invest in their future. When a leader or a follower are hesitant to be taught, what is prevalent is their pride. And the pride that is taken precedence will only do nothing but diminish the role of what you're called to do. Please know that as a leader, I am still a student to someone. I will never arrive. The scripture states in Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Any individual that struggles with being teachable is usually the one that is rebellious and they hinder their own growth. Now, let me pause here again. Not every good leader is a good teacher. I am sure there are some instances where someone thought that I was not a good teacher. I have tried over the years to be the best I can be with what I have to work with. And I have to share that I had an experience earlier in life with someone that I believe was a really good leader, but deep down inside, it turned out that they were not at all. What I found over the course of time underneath their leadership is while they were good teachers, they were selfish and inconsiderate of others' time, talents, and gifts. We all stayed as long as we could, and when God gave the green light to go, you best believe we were gone. We all ran at the same time, too. The value that God had assigned to all of us was not respected by the leader. And that was a really hard season. It almost destroyed my self-esteem, confidence, and self-worth. The assignment that was on my life to destroy me did the opposite. It eventually empowered me. That is a part of how this ministry exists today. Every good leader is willing to find out what it takes to improve the ones that are assigned to them, even the ones that struggle with being teachable. That leader at some point in his life had to be a teacher. Every leader at some point in his life has had to be teachable first. We were taught how to deliver the right message, how to watch our language, and how to create an environment of trust so it teaches you how to lead effectively. 
From a follower standpoint, following a transformational leader that's willing to invest in their future and help improve their talents and their gifts over time, it makes that vision come into fruition. Jesus made disciples of the 12 that he chose. I would venture that to say that he was led by the Holy Spirit. Transformational leaders lead very well. Their followers and supporters are great listeners as well. Can you think of a group of people that were not good followers? Let's look at the Israelites. It's a wonder that leaders from Moses to Joshua and King David really didn't just give up. But just like God didn't give up on them, these leaders didn't give up on their followers. In order for both the leaders and the followers to work in unity, one has to have a discerning ear to know what is vitally important for their growth and success of all. No two people are the same. You can't expect productivity if one person moves one way and one moves another way and one learns in one way and one learns another way. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a chameleon, but what I am saying is that you need to know your people. Leading a bunch of people with different personalities is not easy. It requires wisdom and a ton of discernment. Proverbs 9.9 says, teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scriptures are by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. Remember I shared last week that Ed Stetzer, a pastor and a professor, helped us understand that leadership is not the accumulation of influence and power. It is the distribution of influence and service. See, when I started Self-Esteem Elevated, my children were my setup and my teardown crew. They knew their roles. My son observed quietly and knew what needed to be done. He perfected the role. And by the time any event ended, he had the entire place torn down, packed and ready to go. My amazing volunteer coordinator, Margot, to this day has stepped in and taken over where he left off. My team lives out those five points that I shared last week. They're open to growth have a spirit of humility, have a passion for people and change. They are strategic and they lead with the spirit of excellence. My final point in this podcast goes back to a word that I used earlier, and that word was obey, which really truly falls in line with the word submission. So now that I've mentioned that word submission on every single episode, I think it might be important to give you a little bit better of understanding what true submission is. True submission is the act or fact of accepting and yielding to superior force or to the will or authority of another person. Let me be clear here. Submission goes on both parts of the leader and the follower. Submission for those that are uncomfortable with, let's use the word surrender. They surrender their agenda and pick up what is needed for the whole vision to come into fruition. If you struggle with surrendering or submitting, then imagine when you want someone to follow your lead, it may not go as well. So learn to sit and live with the word obey and submit. It's a part of everyday normal living. I was reading an article some time ago on the soulsearching.org website on submission to God. The article started off with one of my favorite scriptures, 1 Peter 5 and 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. I love that the author used the analogy of Peter stepping down into greatness. And what he meant is that he humbled himself and he submitted. Your choices and decisions should be led by the Spirit. 
That is the one true testament of submission. See, your ear is inclined to hear again. And as I shared earlier, so that you don't move ahead too fast or too slow or quite possibly remain stagnant in an area where you should be growing. We live in a microwave society of I need it instantly. And that is not the case of submission and how it works. When you walk humbly, you seek God for his direction and not your agenda. You will walk right into what you're destined to have and live and your purpose. I close with this. Leaders need authentic encouragement too. Any leader wants to trust that while they're not perfect, they have a team that is in it to win it with them. If one doesn't have a team that is supportive when things get rough, the leader may not operate or make decisions using emotional intelligence. And that, my friends, is our subject for this next episode, Walking with Emotional Intelligence. Until next time, I suggest that you go to the Self-Esteem Elevated website and download our resources guide for transformational leadership and the five laws of spiritual strength. It helped me and I hope that it is going to help you too. In the meantime, if you have questions, comments, or just want to share some insight, please feel free to send an email to elevated at selfesteemelevated.org. As your life is transforming, I ask you to live by my motto, do you and do you well. Bye for now. Thanks for joining Elevated Life, wisdom that transforms. Don't forget to check out our website at selfesteemelevated.org. And follow us on social media at Self Esteem Elevated. Until next time, be blessed. <laughs>